Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Chasing the Sweet Things in Life, the Sweet Paul podcast. Yes, number five. Number five. And I have called that Come Fly With Me Plus Sister. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> Begrudging admittance of sister. I know. We will come back to my sister. I'm just kidding. I love her, but you know. You gotta tease her a little bit because she has been asking me when. Like, oh, she has actually. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like when is the time for? She has sent in a question. For oh us. okay. Yeah. Like when is my damn episode? <laughs> <laughs> You'll get the last couple of minutes, sweetie. Yeah, the last thirty seconds. Side note. I had a sister. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about me. How's your week? It was good. We were supposed to have an easy trip to San Francisco this last weekend, but there were brush fires and they shut the the freeways down just as we were going to go over the grapevine. So we had to drive all the way around to Santa Barbara. It was kind of scary there for a second because no one really... It's really chaotic because no one knows where to go. No (laughs) one knows how to get anywhere there's no detours the gps is useless yeah the gps sent us right into the yeah we wasted an an hour in traffic to a road that was shut down so yeah we drove like seven or eight hours and then still had a four-hour drive saturday morning so that was exhausting but it was a beautiful i mean i've never taken that route before yeah like so we ended up in santa barbara and then drove the 101 the rest of the way and it was it was beautiful it was just a little extra. Yes. <laughs> but, <you laughs> a little know. extra. It would have been easier if we, like we're going to talk about in today's episode, if we flew. But of course, you can't fly with all my stuff. <laughs> I know, yeah, because all his ceramics are... We They're highly drive. breakable, so, you know, we can't fly with those. Yeah. But yeah, today we're going to talk about flying and sister. <laughs> what about flying? So, when I was a kid, and this started quite early, I was obsessed about flying. Airplanes? Yes. Like anything taking that had a trip? To, or anything action. that had to do with flying. We would even, I remember as a kid, back then it was hard to get like foreign magazines like Vogue and Elle and Marie mm-hmm. Claire and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, my mom, who was into fashion, we would go to the airport in Oslo. And there was a magazine store there that where you could like get, a newsstand. Yeah, a newsstand where you can get like all the, the fancy magazines. And I just loved going because, you know, we would buy the magazines and then we would have a hot dog and a little coke and we would kind of like, you know, do a little outing. Love As it. people did, they used to do did you guys ever just go for a drive just to go for a drive? Yeah, ish. Yeah, we would. Yeah, we would drive to downtown LA and and my dad would circle the block because my mom ran in to get like her favorite fried shrimp. And then, yeah, like a brown paper bag of fried shrimp. Um, We would get a hot dog. (laughs) Yeah, or I guess we would take drives, maybe. Yeah, we would do that. Like, if we were bored, we would like, oh, let's go for a drive. So the airport was like one of those things. And of course, I was so mesmerized by, especially like the stewardesses in their uniforms. I thought it was so chic. Yeah. And every time we flew, I, as I 
you know, grew up, I got more and more obsessed and I desperately to wanted to work as a cabin crew. <laughs> really? Yes. Did like they desperately. have, is SAS in Norway or is? Yeah. So SAS is a Scandinavian airline system. Yeah. So it's Norway, Denmark and Sweden. But you also have Norwegian Air. Yes. Okay. Now we do. Back then we did. Oh, you didn't know it was just no, SAS. No, no. Okay. Yeah, it was SAS and another Norwegian yeah. carrier. But yes, total obsessed. And I remember, I must have been like five, six. We were going to the Canary Islands mm-hmm. and we got like rerouted and rebooked on like a ton of planes. And we ended up somewhere in Germany. And then we took an Air France plane to the Canary Islands. And it was a jumbo jet. And they upgraded us to first class because I guess I oh felt my God. sorry for us because we were like, we had travel and travel and never get to where we were going. And your life must have never <clears> been my the life, same. And my life changed because they were so chic. They all had like little navy blue uniforms and they all had these kind of like a bob yeah. The hair. Yeah. And they open up the lounge upstairs. <laughs> so you could like go up the little staircase and there was a little lounge where they served drinks and canapes. <laughs> and I was <laughs> I was literally up in there heaven. with a martini at yeah. five. <laughs> I was literally in heaven. Oh. And I remember asking my mom, why are all the women so beautiful? And my mom said, Because they're French. Oh. Yeah. So after that, I was like, yes, this is what I want to do in my life. I want to work as a cabin crew, but of course, only in first class. Oh, my God. I love it. Only first class. I want to have a little uniform, maybe not a bob. But yes, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And And for how long did you have that dream? Maybe till I was like fifth grade or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So quite, you never actually pursued it? No. I would so my big hobby would be to write letters to all the airlines in the world and like tell them that I wanted to be No, stop it. Yeah, I did. I I managed to get a friend to help me with like an English like standard letter. Yeah. And I just changed it to like Dare Alitalia, Dare Air France, Dare British Airways. Lufthansa. Yeah. Oh my God. KLM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh um, my gosh. And I sent out all these letters and I just, you know, told them that I wanted to be, if they had any tips or like. Oh my yeah. God, you're killing me. <laughs> so sweet. And um, yeah, I got a lot of responses. Did you ever get like little wings in the mail? I got little wings. Oh. I got like model airplanes. My dad was like, okay, oh my God, I have to go to the post office again to pick up a package for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They were like, what is going on? So yeah, I made a whole display in my room with all the stuff. And I, they sent books, like leaflets, booklets. Yeah. I love it. I wasn't kind of like an expert on how to. Because so that probably <laughs> perpetuated your letter writing because you wanted to see what else you could get. Yeah, totally. I was like, ooh, free stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I loved it. And how we, often did you travel on well, a plane we as traveled, a child? We traveled quite a lot because we would go on vacations and then we would go like little trips around Scandinavia and we would mostly fly. Yeah. You loved it every time. I loved it every time. And I would steal more or less anything that wasn't bolted yeah. to the floor. 
Like, oh, cutlery. Is this back oh, yeah. when they had the George Jensen cutlery on SAS? The stainless mm-hmm. steel salt and pepper shakers mm-hmm. and stuff? Mm-hmm. I had those. Oh, my God. I had from <laughs> every major airline. And the great thing was that, you know, other people learned about my obsession. So whenever they were flying, they, oh, they would, would get steal little things from me. Oh, my and God. my most treasure was a little glass that said a Concorde on it. Really? Yeah, a little Who did you glass. know that took the Concorde? Some, some friend of my dad's. Wow. Yeah, I would, you know, the the barf bags. I had like a hundred of those. Yeah, yeah like the ways. pillows. Did you get pillows? I didn't take the Or pill- blankets? And I never took the, um, the safety instructions. Okay. Because I thought that was like a little irresponsible. Yeah, it's kind of dark. Yeah, but I did once. I took the whole tray and I put it in my bag. And the, the hostess was like... Didn't I give you something? And I was like, no, you didn't give me anything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I remember coming to the hotel and I washed everything. <laughs> like all the little compartments and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. But the craziest thing is that I actually built an airplane in the basement. So <laughs> Of your house? Oh, our house. So we had this big basement that no one really used. It was a laundry room down there and the pantry, but the rest of the basement, no one really used. Yeah. So what I did, I found my grandmother's old dining room chairs and I lined those up. I got like old ties from somewhere. That was the seatbelts. I put all like the teddy bears and stuff. That was the passengers. And then that was in a little room. And then outside of that room was another little room that I made into the, the pantry. You know, the kitchen. Oh, the yeah, for service. Yes, for service. And I made a whole kitchen out of cardboard, cardboard boxes. Oh, my gosh. That I cut out and did this whole thing where, you know, the trays glide in and out. Yeah, I, yeah. I made all that. Yeah. And I also made a little cot. To go serve. To go serve. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> you like coffee, tea? Yes, coffee, tea, me. Um, my grandmother did the catering. She was a catering company. I forced her to make, like, trays of real, can- real food, real food, trays of canopies and, you know, stuff no. like that. I made, you know, the red syrup, the soft. Yeah. That was, like, the red wine. I had Coke and all those products. I even had empty perfume boxes. Yeah. That was the duty-free. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, no. This was, was, and I would go downstairs, get everything ready, and they would hear upstairs me going, bing, bang, welcome on board these British Airways. Flight 749 no. to New York. Our flying time will be six hours and 50 minutes. Please stay seated and blah, 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 blah. And I would literally stay down there all day. All day. Like for an entire flight? Yes, for an entire flight. I even had an in-flight entertainment system. No. Yeah, no, I had. Because we had this old uh, production thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I hung up a sheet in the, you know, the front of the cabin. And then after a couple hours, I would show like a... Uh, a little movie. I had like one Popeye movie that I would show on every flight. Yeah, so I, can't. I mean, yeah, I was, I was, I was obsessed. 
I was, yes. But I love that you were so like thorough in your execution of your fantasy. Oh yeah. Like, you know, most kids might be like, Oh, we're no, it's like, no, you literally created. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, you know, I would sometimes ask my little friend, Rudy, if she wanted to come along and she thought it was funny for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You know, for other kids, of course that wasn't, you were invested fully, you know, we weren't really playing. I was working. (laughs) Okay. No, no, you know, I was working. Yeah. Yeah, it was first was welcome on board service with like red wine, and then we you know we took off, and then it was meal service, then it was entertainment, and then it was duty free, <laughs> and then usually a little coffee, tea, snack after that, and then we landed. Genius. Yeah, I had it all, had it all figured out. I love it. And I was so invested that so I had you know I made a little almost like a little shrine with all my airline stuff. And then SAS had sent me this really beautiful poster of um, DC-10. And it was one of the posters where, you know, you could see inside the plane. Yeah. So every night before bedtime, I would look at that poster. I had this mantra every day. I know this sounds crazy. And then I would would turn off the light. And I had to do that every night. Okay, let's take a break, and then I want to hear exactly what your mantra was. <laughs> Hello, friends. Friends of the pod. Oh, my gosh. I stole that from... Alaska. Alaska and Willem. I know. Anyway, so, so, as you know, we launched Mojave Flea over the winter, and we're heading into our holiday season events with Mojave Flea. And the first one is at the iconic... 25-year-old The Lab Anti-Mall in Costa Mesa. So So The Lab Anti-Mall, it's called The Lab, and it's an anti-mall, has been around since, I mean, I was probably in high school or just out of high school. And we used to go there and it was so cool. It was one of the early Urban Outfitters locations. Tower Records was there. Well, over the last two and a half decades, it's grown into this really amazing retail and food and beverage sort of compound in Costa Mesa. It's just over the highway from South Coast Plaza, which is this fabulous high-end shopping mall. And we're popping up there for a holiday market on Saturday, November 9th. And I'm so excited because the team there is incredible. All the other retailers there are incredible. There's a brewery, there's restaurants. So if you're anywhere in Orange County, please come see us on Saturday, November 9th at The Lab in Costa Mesa. And I will be there. And Paul will be there for our holiday in Costa Mesa event. And we're back. Yes. What's your mantra? I can't remember the whole... I just remember... It ended with... I want to be a purser on SAS. So you were like praying to the airline gods or something. Yes, yes. I really was. Like... Being like, I want to be a steward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A stewardess. And you have to remember, okay, I mean, this sounds crazy, but you have to remember that in the 70s, flying was very chic. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like it's now, now which is like a poor nightmare. people that, you know, work on the planes. They're, it used to be, you know, you had to be pretty. You had to, like, well, plus, just travel wasn't such a fuss then. 
Like it is now. It's no. not and a everyone, luxurious experience. And now. everyone dressed up. I remember my mom and dad and me, we all dressed up when we were flying. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like now when you go to the airport and you see people in like sweatpants and Uggs and, you know, the dirty, Dragging their pillow. dirty old pillows, <laughs> which is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a different time. Yeah. And I, yeah, I desperately wanted to, like desperate, I, I was, yeah. Yeah. You I mean, it was definitely it. something to aspire to for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Back then it was. And, you know, we had this kind of neighbor that used to work for Pan Am mm-hmm. back in the day. And I would, you know, sometimes. Which was Pan Am was sort of like the, the like rock star of airlines, <clears throat> right? Back. Yeah. At least it was like the big American airline. Yeah. It was the big American one. In Europe, it was like Air France and. British Airways, or I think it was called Boak back then. It wasn't called British Airways. That was like the big ones, which had yeah. like the big planes. And, yeah. You know, they all had jumbo jets and they all had like little bars upstairs. And yeah. it was, even in economy, it was spacious. Yes. And you got amazing food. And yeah, I remember that one time near France to Spain, you know, the food was incredible. Yeah. They came and it looked like they were carving stuff. It was really shit. Yeah. The first time I ever flew, it was the summer before my sophomore year in high school. Mm-hmm. We went to Hawaii mm-hmm. and there was still a smoking section. I remember yes. the back being a cloud of smoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean. And this is probably 88, 89 maybe. That's crazy that they smoked that yeah. late. Yeah. I remember. I mean, you smoke in like a metal tube. It's it's literally crazy. But I do remember that sometimes you were really unlucky and you got stuck on the last non-smoking seat in the plane. And it would seep in, for sure. And it was horrific. Yeah. So a funny story, and this has to to do with my sister that we're going to talk about now. I guess she was like maybe five, and this was in the 80s. We were flying somewhere on vacation, and my dad just got a perm. Mm-hmm. And she was talking to the couple behind us on the plane, and she turns around to my dad and screams at him, "What's that called again? This stuff you did to your hair? Like, did you buy your curls? How was it?" Oh my god! And he was devastated. Was he like, "It's called a perm"? No, she didn't say anything just, because he didn't want anyone to, to know, know that, that he. he had, oh my no, gosh, that's hilarious! A, he got a perm. What do you call it in Norwegian? A perm? Uh, permanent. Oh yeah, but we can also say "sjöpkrullur." Which means curls you bought. Oh, which which is of course what she said. Oh, that's hilarious. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my gosh, you put your dad on blast. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so your sister was outgoing, clearly. Yes. The crazy story is that so after I was born, and you know, it was kind of a anyone who listened to our episode one know that it was a difficult birth. I came as first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after that, my mom got told that she couldn't have any more kids. Yeah. That was it. So, you know, I grew up knowing that I would be an only child. Yes. And I was fine with that because, yes. you know. I Very grew, content. Yes. I ruled the universe and, you know, whatever I wanted was the law. Yeah. So six years, my mom got pregnant after six years. Came as a shock to her and to everyone, and especially to me. Do you remember them telling you? Yes, I remember them telling me, and I remember 
the first thing I said was, I don't want a brother. Yeah. I did not want a brother. I was like, more or less crying the thought of having a brother. And why do you think that is? Because I kind of knew already back then that I was like very different and liked hanging out with girls more. Yes. And I was just worried that if I got a brother, it would be all like, you know, football and sports and stuff like that. And I was was terrified. Terrified. Yeah. I remember when my mom went into labor and she went to the hospital. And you um, didn't know it, what it was going to be? No, no one was. Ahead no, of time. Yeah, we didn't yeah. know. And the last thing I said to my mom was, if you get a son, you don't have to bring him home. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> it. Know? Oh, my God. <laughs> but no, I got a sister. And were you relieved? I was very relieved. Yeah. Were you excited even? I guess, in the, yeah, I guess I was. I mean, I remember going to the hospital to see her and she had hair already. She had red hair. She was screaming the entire time I was there. And when I left with my dad, I was like, so she was kind of difficult, right? Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I said to my dad, she was difficult, right? But yeah, you know, they, she came home and. I mean, everything. I was excited to have a little sister, but of course, I noticed right away there was a change yes. in the dynamic of the absolutely. same thing happened to me mm. when my first niece was born because I'm the youngest, right, mm. in my family, and I always like dazzled everyone. And mm-hmm. one time for Christmas, my niece had just been born, and of course, I was doing my little song and dance, entertaining mm-hmm. everybody, mm-hmm. and no she made can. a little sound, and everyone turned away from me <gasps> and i was like my reign's over yeah yeah, yeah. that you, you know, noticed that too. yeah totally totally happened yeah yeah it was especially one time when it was her first birthday and my dad's parents my grandparents they had in their bedroom this oh my god so cheesy this light blue french poodle doll Doll? It was like, like a, a statue? No, a doll. No, no, like a stuffed French poodle. Like it's random. I know. It kind of looked like one of those you would win at the circus. At the you know, it's a stuffed fair. animal. Yeah, stuffed animal. But it was a French poodle with little life size. Yeah, it was big with little like pom poms on the legs. Yeah. And I was obsessed about that French poodle. Uh-huh. And in my head, and I still believe this that they told me that they were going to give me that French poodle on my sister's first birthday. They were going to give her a gift, and then I was supposed to get that French poodle. And I was really excited. Like, for weeks and weeks, all I thought about was that freaking French poodle. Yeah. And I remember they drove. We had a little party in our house, and my grandparents came. They drove up in the car, and... I was so excited. And they come out and they have a little present for my sister. And I'm like, poodle, poodle, poodle. And no poodle. And and I run out to the car and looked, you know, in the back and there was no poodle. Because you were somewhere else. No, I was there. But of course, I don't know if I misheard or whatever. But You thought you were going to be present. I thought I was going to. Yes, the the poodle. But of course, I didn't get any poodle. And I think I made a little stink that day. I think I was like, I think my mom had to like talk to me, like not 
trying to outshine, like, outshine my sister. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <clears throat> yeah. But my sister grew up. She had bright red hair. Mm-hmm. She, do you know who she looked like? She looked like one of the girls from, oh, my God, what's that prairie show called? Uh-huh. Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Yeah. What was the main character's name? Laura Ingalls. Yes, she looked a little bit like Laura Ingalls. Oh, okay. But with red hair. Yeah. yeah. I thought she acted more like Nellie. Okay. Olsen, but, you know, whatever. No, she was very cute, and she started, years later, she did ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. And she actually became the European champion of, like, a youth European champion, her and her partner. Of yeah. The, of ballroom dancing. Yeah. So that was kind of amazing. For sure. Did you go to her competitions? I went to her competitions. And the great thing was that because she was doing this and my mom and dad was really into it, we would go very often to England for competitions and training and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And of course I would come along. That's fun. Because I loved England. Yeah. So, you know, we would go and often we would, either we would fly or sometimes if we had a lot of luggage, like, Back then, the dresses they danced in was, like, huge. Yeah. Tons and tons of till, and, and they had to be shipped in these enormous oh my boxes. Gosh. And it was sometimes just easier to drive. Oh, yeah, because you couldn't just smash it all in a suitcase. <laughs> no, no. You had to be very delicate with them. And we would take the boat from Norway to, to England. Really? Yeah. Because and, of the dress. Yeah. And I remember I got seasick before we went on board a boat. Oh my god! Of course, <laughs> yes. drama queen. Yes, uh, I was seasick the entire way. Another cute thing is, I remember the first time in London, a woman called me dear. Oh yes, dear. <laughs> I was paying something, and she was like, "Hey, she changed dear." And I went to my mom and said, "Oh my god, that woman called me dear." <laughs> I thought that was so strange. Really? Yes, I never heard it before. Oh, but yeah, um. My sister and I had a good relationship growing up. I mean, it was seven years between us, which was maybe a few years too much. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. So, you know, when I was a teenager, she was still like a little kid. Yeah. It was fine. We actually bonded years later over... Of course, when she was maybe like 21 and you were 28, that's not as weird. <clears throat> yeah. We went to Thailand together. We oh, went really? to Bangkok. I was going for a two-week... Uh, cooking school in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. I was very excited. And my sister was like, oh, I kind of want to come. So she came along. And and before that, our relationship was maybe like not the best. But we bonded over <laughs> we bonded over shopping in Thailand. Oh, fun. Yeah, in Bangkok. Buying like fake Louis Vuitton. She bought a lot, she bought a lot of fake stuff. Actually so much that she had to buy two extra... Oh like my god! Big suitcases, yeah. And I said to her, "Okay, when we go through customs in Oslo, I'm I don't just, know you. I am just going to go straight through, and if they stop you, I'm oh just, god, I'm just continue walking." You're like, "This was fun, but you're on your own." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll hear more about your sister, of course, yes. as your life story goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no. let's take a break. Okay. 
Eat and Make is my cookbook that came out a couple years ago, and it is divided into morning, noon, and night, and it has some craft projects that are based around kitchen and entertaining. It's a great book with tons of good recipes, and it even has the amazing Norwegian world's best cake. I don't say that it's the world's best cake, but it's the Norwegian word translated. The book is called Eat and Make, and you can find it wherever fine books are sold. And Lestat is on the cover. Oh, yes, Lestat is on the cover. A very young. <laughs> A very Lestat. young, cute Lestat. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, look at him. He's sitting there. James is having a piece of cheese, and the dogs are more or less in his mouth. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. Are we going to do some questions? What's up, sweet Paul? Yes, what's up? Okay. Let's see. Lene Cecile. Did I say that right? Lene? Lene, Lene. Cecilia. Yes. I forgot to say. Yeah, that's that's my sister's name. Oh. This is my sister. Hi, sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From Norway, obviously. When are you going to talk about your beautiful and fabulous sister? That was the question. I knew it. <laughs> We just did. Well, we just introduced you, and I'm sure there's going to be much more. Yes. We're going to spill all the tea, hopefully. Mm -hmm. All the secrets. Yes. (laughs) I actually got to meet her. She came to New York, and she's lovely. And I hope I get to see her again and hang out very soon. Yes, they all need to come to Palm Palm Springs. Springs. If you're listening. Bring dad. And you better be listening. Come to Palm Springs, summer all year round. If you're listening, text Paul immediately so we have confirmation. Yes, thank you. Okay, next question. Gemma from Philly asks, well, she says, love the podcast. It's so charming. Thank you. One question, was your great aunt married? Any kids? Oh, my God, that's a good question. Yeah, I forgot to talk. So, yes, she was married. I remember a very tall very thin, dark hair man. And they had a Volkswagen. You know those, what are they called? Volkswagen, yeah. Yeah, Volkswagen. And I remember him always like, had to like crunch over to get in and out of the car. Yeah. He passed away when I was kind of young. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did she have children? She had no children. Interesting. And the thing was that when I was a kid i remember overhearing something from my aunt telling my grandmother and i went to my mom and asked what's a miscarriage <gasps> i don't think that they couldn't have children oh you had overheard them. i overheard them talking okay. about so no kids no so no kids and he died yeah he died when i was like a small kid i kind of remember like everyone was very serious and oh, it's so and, interesting and that stuff. that um your grandfather and your great uncle both died when you were young. Yeah. They died early. I think he had cancer. A cute story though is that my great aunt always attributed her finding her husband was because of her cinnamon buns. Okay. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. She made really good cinnamon buns. The recipe is actually on our website. 
Sweetwellmag.com. Oh, yeah. You're great you, on cinnamon. Famous. Yeah. yeah if you, if you, husband catching <clears throat> cinnamon buns. Yes. Yeah, so they come at a warning. Okay. Mm, be very careful when you distribute the yeah. cinnamon buns because yeah. you never know. Yeah. She always said that, you know, she met him through her cinnamon buns. I love it. Thanks, Gemma. <laughs> I'm glad we, now I know. Yes. Okay. Next question. WJ Greenleaf asks, how did you two meet? Oh. Oh, us? Us. Oh, yeah. Very old-fashioned. Yeah, I know. Facebook. (laughs) We're old school. Very innocent, very old-fashioned. Yes. We had become acquainted, like a lot of people do, on Facebook, just Mm. through a mutual sort of scene and acquaintances and, you know. And we had chatted a little bit, and then I was single, and then... I remember Paul posted that he was single because he was in a like a six-year relationship mm-hmm. that whole time. And I was like, oh, my God, he's single. So I sort of let it breathe a little bit because I know he had to, like, spread get it his, out of his system. Get it out of his system, mm-hmm. go around the block a few times. <laughs> hey, not that many times. Uh, half a block. Yeah, half a block. And then I was like, hey – we should go on a date. And it was like, how about this weekend? It was like, okay. And then, you know, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you came and then, yeah, you stayed in the whole weekend. Yeah. Stayed the whole weekend. It was a 48 hour day. And I was managing a hotel in Phoenicia at the time. So I was really just coming into Brooklyn for like two days Mm. or like, you know, two and a half days. So it sort of paced our early relationship, which is, I think, very healthy. And then you started coming up, and you sort of fell yeah. in love with the Catskills. Mm-hmm. And then I remember it was winter; it was January. February. It was January. And there was was that winter where it was so much snow. So much snow. Do you remember? Yeah, it was so cold. There was piles of snow every eight till April. Yeah, it, it took forever to melt. I can still remember how we like. And the room we stayed in was a little cold. And yeah, no, I, I remember it was really cold. Yeah. But you know, it yeah. was cute. Yeah. Very cute. Yeah. That's how we met. That's how we met. Okay. Last question is from Lisa in LA. Is that hey, my Lisa. friend, Lisa? I don't know. Oh. I just said Lisa. Love hearing about crazy Norwegian foods. Other than Ludafisk, what's the craziest thing you Norwegians eat? Uh, whale that's pretty weird yeah we do eat whale meat still till this day i i don't know if they still do i remember whale steaks when i was a kid my dad was kind of into it we had it maybe a couple of times i Mm -hmm. tasted a little piece of it and i thought it was terrible i think the craziest thing is something called rakfisk which i don't really know how to there's no translation but what it is, is it's trout that you clean out, and then you put them in barrels. Is this and, the one that's in a can that's smelly? No, that's the Swedish one. Okay. It's kind of similar. I mean, what we normally would do is that you would, you know, put salt on it uh-huh. to preserve it. But this is just fish in a barrel. It stays for a while until the rotting process starts. Yeah. And you take it out, you clean it, and then you eat it. And why would. And it's eaten a piece of 
Thefsa rye bread. Yeah. With sour cream. Yeah. Chopped red onion and dill. Like everything else. Yes. So the thing is, is that was probably became a delicacy because back in the day, they're like, okay, the fish is a little bit rotten, but we're still going to eat it. Yes. That's how they say lutefisk came about, that it was a big fire in a house and they went through the fire and they found all this dried fish. And, you know, Ash and water becomes lye. So the fish had sort of soaked in all this stuff, but the people thought it, okay. And it became edible. It, it looked, okay, this looks fine. They just like rinsed it and cooked it and ate yeah. it. And I guess they liked it. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of these things came out of, you know, necessities. Yes. Um, or just accidents. They say that, you know, the croissant, the first croissant was an accident. It was supposed to be something else. Yeah. But it turned into a croissant, the flaky. Well, for sure. I mean, if you think about, like, who invented popcorn? Like, what was the moment where people was like, oh, my God. (laughs) You know, it's like, I would love to read the history of food because it literally tells the history of the world. No, I know. Economics into. Yeah, who was the first to look at a coffee bean and be like, oh, we can brew this. Or a cocoa bean or, you know. A potato, how like oh yeah, and all and this? imagine figuring out what was poisonous and what was exactly, not poisonous. Exactly. I guess you just have to trial and error. Yeah. So fascinating. <laughs> I know. Well, I think that was it for today. Is it? Yeah. And if you have any questions for us, we love your questions mm-hmm. or comments or, you know, whatever. Maybe you want to be a sponsor. You can email us at um, podcast at sweetpalmag.com or you can send us a DM on Instagram, Sweetpal Magazine. And don't forget to like and subscribe. And comment. And call your neighbors. Tell your, call your, yeah. Yes. Canvas the neighborhood. <laughs> tell everyone about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Well, have a good week, everyone. And we'll talk soon. See you at the next one. <laughs> <laughs>